Hello, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. Once again, we've got my uh, co-host for the Decade Series, Jackson's in the house tonight. But it's going to be a little different. Jackson, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. And we've got Ned, who's been in our clubhouse before. Ned, how are you doing? Pretty good. How about you guys? Doing great. Doing great. So tonight, we're going to change it up a little bit. Both Ned and Jackson are avid Braves fans, so we're going to go by position, catcher all the way through uh, by position for the Braves as a franchise, not just your years in Atlanta. So those of you that are Braves enthusiasts, you are going to love this one. Jackson, a.k.a. Stat Guy, uh, knows a few things, so it's going to be fun to see what he comes up with. That being said, top fans, by all means, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. Uh, also, like us on Facebook. Go to our Instagram and follow us. Uh, if you go to the website on the team store, uh, we have new hats. We've got not only just the red and blue hats, but we've now got a charcoal on gray. We've got a white on white coming. We've also got a navy blue uh, one coming. They look awesome. And if you use the discount code Jackson, you will uh, get a 10% discount. So uh, top fans, by all means, go on there. Make comments on anywhere you like. Tell us how we did. So let's get it started, Jackson. I think I'm going to defer to you first. We're going to go behind the dish. So who is your Braves catcher of all brave brave them? <laughs> my, my dad might roll his eyes at this one but after extensive research i've decided that brian mccann is who i'm going to put behind the dish local really? georgia boy brian mccann yep i mean uh in his years in atlanta he played uh here i got it right here he played 10 years in atlanta he averaged 119 hits a season 25 doubles a season 20 home runs 73 rbis he posted an 823 lps uh, was an all-star uh, six times, won the Silver Slugger, or he's all-star seven times, excuse me, won the Silver Slugger uh, five times in Atlanta, and he got some MVP votes in 2010. So, I mean. I believe he was also, too, an all-star MVP, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, too. So, I mean, that, that that's my pick. It, w- it was pretty close between him and, uh, and Joe Torrey. Okay. Uh, Ned, what do you got behind the dish? Well, I, I have to go with the aforementioned uh, Joe Torre, um, uh, be- just because of the legacy of uh, how consistent that you know that guy was in his career, um, especially hitting ground balls. You know, he set, he has the major league record for most ground ground and double plays in a game with five, and uh, he said he credited Felix Mion for that, for getting on base ahead of him five times. So. Um, you know, Joe Torre was, um, you know, he was, he was only in Atlanta for five years, but, um, you know, looking through the list of it, there really wasn't a, a whole lot other than McCann. And I think I'd pick uh, Torre over McCann just because of Torre, Torre's bat um, and presence behind the plate. Okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. It's, uh, I would not have gone with Joe Torre. That's a great pick. I wouldn't have even thought of that one, Ned. So, so good call. Good call. Jackson, who you got at first base? First base. So this depends if we go off a player who played first base regularly or not. So if, because, yeah. because I have a very specific player at third base, one of probably my favorite baseball player of all time. We'll get to him in a minute, but I'll put Eddie Matthews at first base because third base is currently occupied with a different player on my list. Okay. What about I mean, you, no- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Jackson, go ahead. I mean, it, it, it's a no-brainer. One of the best left-handed power hitters of all time. I agree. I'm not arguing. What about what do you got, Ned? Well, you know, um, Jackson, you and I uh, have gone back and forth with this, and uh, I think we have to go with uh, the most modern one, the guy that occupies uh, 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 that position currently, uh, but he stands as a free agent, but Freddie Freeman. Um, if you look at the consistency of his uh, of his career, you know, even when he started as, as a rookie, um, he's just been – he's been the consistent uh, – uh, style team that, that, you know, that, that the Braves have currently. So that's the pick I went with. It was tough for me, but, you know, you know after looking at it, um, I think, you know, Freeman, Freeman was my guy. You can't go wrong with either pick. You can't go wrong with either pick. Um, and And – Hopefully, I like watching guys play for the same team. Hopefully, Freeman stays in Atlanta. There is rumors that the Yankees are chasing them, that the Dodgers are chasing them. But I like guys that have spent their whole career in one uniform. Uh, second baseman, Ned, uh, do you want to leave us off here on this one? Yeah, you know, going through the list of second baseman, you've got uh, some great names on there like uh, Mark Lemke and uh, and uh, Felix uh Milan, but uh, I have to go with the the guy that currently uh, uh, is there with the Albies. If if you if you look at the consistency uh, of his bat, I mean he's you know he's a formidable power hitter for any uh, other position on the field, and and not only that, the guy's about five foot five, but he plays like a six foot five uh, guy with the amount of range he has and the leap that he has, so. You know, he doesn't get a lot of credit for his defense, but uh, his defense is phenomenal. I mean, if, if you consistently watch the team, you'll see that, you know, Jackson, I don't know, maybe you can look up his career defensive run saved, but, you know, it's something that's uh, astounding when you watch this guy play. He's got such, the, you know, the, the quick, you know, he's got the sweet hands and the, you know, quick release, and he's just really fun to watch. That's my guy there. What do you say, Jackson? Uh, I, I went real old school. I went turn of the 20th century. I went with Bobby Lowe. I think he played for them when they were at the Bean Eaters still, the Boston Bean Eaters. Uh, he had 1,600 hits uh, from 1890 to 1901. <laughs> I mean, he was your, your prototypical dead ball hitter, scored 1,000 runs, had as many triples as he had home runs, stole yeah. 260 bases. Got on base and scored a lot, you know, hitting machine. That's, that's what happens when Jackson and I talk dead ball era for enough. He he pulls out that the player that's 127 years old. I mean, um, it, I can't argue with that, but you know, uh, I think uh, when it's all said done at the end of the career, we'll see where Albie's. You know, you know, Albie's. You know, he got to remember he's still relatively young. He's he's in his you know mid 20s, so he hasn't even hit his prime yet. So. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I want to give Ozzy a couple more years before I just outright hand him the award. Uh, second base was a little bit of a tough one just because you would think the Braves with their, their long history would have one super crazy second baseman in their history, and it's just been kind of average. Well, you know, they had guys like Marcus Giles and Glenn Hubbard and Keith Lockhart and let's see who else is on that list. Uh, Jeff Treadway. There's a name from the past, right? Dan, what about Dan Ugla? Oh, I forgot yeah. about Ugla. Yes. Uh, Dan, my jersey doesn't fit me. Ugla? Yes. Yes. I, I will give Dan Ugla a shout out on this for being the only major league player to have a hit streak of more than 30 games and still bat under 200. 
crazy. <laughs> Blows my mind. Nice, Jackson. Nice. Nice. Um, okay, so this next category is interesting to me because I'm curious what you guys are going to say. Ned, lead us off at shortstop. Well, for those of you that are big Braves fans know that Chipper Jones actually was drafted as a shortstop and actually started his career as a shortstop and played one season there before he blew his knee out. So hypothetically, you know, I think from a hypothetical, which is what we're doing here, I mean, I think Chipper could still play shortstop. So he's my all-time shortstop um, that I'm going to put there. I thought about Rafael Percal. You know, he was a base dealer, you know, good leadoff guy. But, uh, you know, I kind of like Chipper at the shortstop position. Okay. Jackson, what do you got to say? I put Percal at shortstop. I mean, he won won rookie of the year. He was a really solid player in Atlanta. Uh, Base dealer, got on base. Had a bit of pop. That's who I actually have pulled up his numbers. I was curious if either one of you would mention Rafael for call because he uh, he had more hits with the um, with Atlanta than he did for the Dodgers or Cardinals or Miami. Everywhere else that he played, he played for the Dodgers for six seasons and the Braves for six seasons, but he had 924 hits for the Braves, 711 with the Dodgers. Um, he just yeah, I'm, I was hoping that you guys would bring up that name. That was – that one was big to me. So, good deal. Okay, Jackson, back to you to lead off. Third base. Oh, I, I put Chipper there, my, my <laughs> favorite player as a, growing up as a kid. Uh, arguably the greatest switch hitter of all time. Uh, Chipper Jones, fun fact, he hit 303 from both sides of the plate in his career. So, really consistent. Uh, 468 career home runs. I mean – he was the franchise. He was he was the guy for like almost twenty years. <laughs> yeah, nineteen years. Holy cow! Wow, wow! Did he do it all? Uh, Ned, who you got at third base? Um, I have to go with the Hall of Famer uh, Eddie Matthews. Um, you know, this was a tough one too because if you compare their stats uh, side by side, they're almost absolutely identical. Um, but I think, uh, back in the era that Eddie Matthews played, um, putting up those, those types of stats were actually a little bit more impressive than when, uh, Chipper played during his era. But, uh, I do have Chipper on the field, just, it's it's still on the left side of the infield, but, you know, just a place where he can play. But, um, you know, Eddie, Eddie Matthews was, you know, he, he was a formidable force, uh, for the franchise for, you know, I think he played in Atlanta first. He's the only player to actually go play in all three cities, Boston, Milwaukee, and Atlanta. Bet you guys didn't know that, did you? You know that, Jackson? Look it up. I did know that. I have it pulled up right here. His <laughs> <laughs> rookie season was in Boston, right? Yes, 1952. And then they moved to Milwaukee, 53, won the World Series in 57, and then uh, moved to Atlanta in 66. And he, I think he was there till what, 1972 or three? Something like that. Uh, 1966 was his last year in Atlanta. Oh, 66. Okay. So, um, but uh, like I said, uh, you know, that this one was tough for me. I had to find a place for, uh, for Jones. And since Jones came up as a shortstop, that's why I chose Matthews. Hey, that's, I'm not going to argue with this. In fact, I'm looking, looking at Eddie's stats right now. And you're absolutely right, Ned. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. That is absolutely phenomenal. Um, 
Oh, awesome. I'm loving this. I'm I'm loving the little banter between the two of you as as kind of co-teammates. Of, hey, look it up. This is awesome. <laughs> this is great. All right. So do you guys want to break down the outfield vis-a-vis position or you just want to grab three of the best outfielders? Up to you guys. Jackson, I mean, I'll let you lead off. We can just fire them off. I'm sure my outfield's the same as my father's outfield. I got Dale Murphy, Andrew Jones, Hank Aaron. Yes, I have the same. I, I was going to throw uh, Ryan Klesko in there as my left fielder, but I, I decided not to, and I forgot that Jones played the outfield. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I would agree with that. You know, um, Dale Murphy doesn't get as much credit uh, as he deserves. You know, I, I grew up in Atlanta. I was nine or ten years old when he won his MVP award. He won, you know, won it back-to-back. He's actually the youngest to win the back-to-back MVP awards. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Look that one up too. Um, and uh, he just was, he just was, uh, he was phenomenal. You know, he came up as a catcher and uh, couldn't throw the ball to, to second base. He actually, his arm was so strong. He actually threw it to the center fielder half the time on a one hop. So um, I believe Dave Bristol was the manager at the time, actually ended up moving him to first base. And they said, you know, what, let's move you to the outfield. And then at that point, that's really when his career kind of took off. You know, he was an all-star in, I believe, 1980 or 81, but um, his career really took off in 82 and 83 when he won the back-to-back um, uh, MVP awards. And, uh, you know, he was the heart and soul of uh, of the Braves uh, during that run in, in the 80s. Um, it's unfortunate how his career ended, you know, but, uh, you know, he doesn't get as much credit as, as, as he deserves. Why don't you take Andrew Jones there, Jackson? I think you remember watching him play, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Andrew Jones is probably the best defensive center fielder I've ever seen play. I mean, that's not an outrageous statement. I mean, he won 10 gold gloves playing center field. Uh, his five-time all-star. He won a silver slugger. And that's, his defense his defense war something like what, 25.6 or something? Something yeah. like that? Something yeah, like he that. had – yeah, his outrageous range. He hit 51 home runs in 2005, 41, 2006. So, I mean, he wasn't just a defense first center fielder. He had major pop. Well, you know, and, and you, you bring that up, and that's funny you bring that up because I remember when he came up as a rookie in 1996 against the Yankees. And, Bill, you might remember this. Jackson, you were just a little kid. But um, he actually hit two home runs as a rookie in the World Series. It had a yeah. two-home run game. It actually put the Braves up two games to none. The Braves ended up losing that series off the Jim Lairitz home run that eventually was the, you know, their demise. But, um, you know, that's when I kind of knew he was going to be a special player. And uh, there's talk that actually his son is actually a better player than he is. But Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, he's also is on the ballot, I think, this year. Was this his last year for the, the ballot for the Hall of Fame? I think so, next year is okay. So I don't know if he's going to, if he's going to, he might, he might get into the hall of fame, uh, you know, uh, with the veterans committee. But uh, I think one of his downfalls was actually playing in Atlanta. Uh, you know, if he would have played in a, in a, you know, early in his career, he did end up playing for the Dodgers, but if he ended up playing with for LA for most of his career or even somewhere in New York where the media was a little bit more, you know, strong, then uh, he might've gotten uh some more play with uh, with the Hall of Fame votes, but uh, yeah, he he could go pick it like nobody else. A couple honorable mentions there would be um, in center field would be Otis Nixon, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, 
let's talk a little bit about uh, Henry, Henry Aaron, you know, that, you know, that guy, you know, we both agree on that. And, you know, what can you say to me? He's probably the best, best player that ever actually ever played the game. You know, you know, he does, he doesn't lead uh, baseball entirely in stats, but if you look at him, he, he, he was a model of consistency from year to year, you know, never, never hit over 50 home runs, but uh, you know, constantly hit between, you know, 35 and 45 home runs every season. And uh, not only that, uh, nicest guy you'll ever meet. I actually did did get an opportunity to meet him one time. Do you remember that, Jackson? Or yes. you I do remember yeah. that. Okay. So, but, uh, interesting fact about Hank Aaron. He was an all-star 1955 all the way through 1970. Yeah. The only two years in his career where he wasn't an all-star was his rookie year. His age 20 year, 1954, and 1976, his last year, age 42. And so that says something about the testament of that player, right? I mean, you take away all of his career home runs, and he still has over 3,000 hits. That's outrageous when you have 755 home runs. That's prob- that's probably the best stat. I think what make you know, in, in my eyes, makes him the best player of all time because of that stat. You know, think about what? it, you know, because the babe, the babe didn't have more. The babe only had, what, 2,800 hits, something like that. So, um, you know, and, you know, how many guys had hits over, you know, 3,300 hits? Not a lot. And, you know, for him, for him to do that, it's just amazing. Amazing to me. Well, he had, he had, a, yeah, 2,373 hits for Babe Ruth, 3,771 for Hank Aaron. That's that's huge. That is absolutely huge. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, Jackson, do you have any honorable mentions in the outfield? Um, hmm. You know, my, my outfield was so automatic. I don't think I put down any honorable mentions. Um, Ned, I'm uh, going to... A name I'll bring up for all Brace fans. The, the, the Gronat is the boss man junior, because I know my dad favorite player for a minute was BJ Upton, even though he was terrible. So uh, the I'm going to throw, I'm going to not let you say Ryan Klesko ever again. That dude hit a home run off of me in a Connie Mack game that still hasn't landed. One. And so, um, yeah. So every time I hear that, that name, I get a little bit of uh, you know, PTSD. <laughs> I, I listen. I thought I, I was a freshman. He had just graduated high school. I thought I threw him an awesome fastball. Apparently, I did. He hit it out of Blair Field without even me looking at it. I mean, it was amazing. And so every time I'd see that guy on TV, I'm like, oh man, I wonder if that ball's landed yet. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like Jackson. I honestly, I mean, I think this was. You know, this was kind of a, a no-brainer for the three in the outfit. I, you know, I was just kidding about my honorable mentions. I don't really think there's anybody else really stacks up to, um, you know, to that because you know, you have three legendary players that, you know, man the outfield for so many years. I mean, you you had some good uh, players that actually had uh, you know years in Atlanta. Gary Sheffield for one, uh, you know, but he only spent a couple years there. So um, anyway, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, no brainer. Brian Jordan pops to mind, but he's nowhere near the level. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. For, he for was, speed. He was, yeah, he was good in his prime when he played for for St. Louis, but 
uh, when he came to Atlanta, he was kind of on the downswing a little bit. For speed, I'd definitely say Sid Bream. Hey, he was safe, and he'll always be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Bonds may argue with you, but for speed, I'm going to say Sid Bream. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so uh, give me two or three-man rotation and then somebody out of the bullpen. I mean, I, I prepped a five-man rotation, but go for it. The, the, this is like the outfield. This is this is a no-brainer. If you okay. didn't put Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Necro, and Warren Spawn. Wow, that was easy, right? Uh, I actually, I actually went on with three-man rotation, and, and I actually have Smoltz come out of the bullpen because remember, Smoltz was a relief pitcher after his injury, so. And uh, he's the only player in history to have 200 wins and 200 saves. So he's my relief guy coming out of the pen. But I have a spawn on there, spawn with Maddox and, and, and Blavin. It was tough for me to not pick Phil Necro because I watched him pitch a lot when I was a kid. But um, in fact, I actually got to pitch, watch him pitch his last game when he was like 65. But um, uh, Sorry, Phil. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> but I think – but I, I think from a, from an era standpoint, you know, Gla, you know, Glavin for me actually had more of an impact uh, on the on the era than Necro did on his era. You got to remember too, Phil Necro also um, lost a lot of games, but maybe that's because he played on a bad team. But you know, I think he had one season where he went in like twenty one and twenty or something. <laughs> it was he uh, led the league led the league in win, led the league in losses. That was yeah, a, it was, that was in the mid seventies. It was close. It was with Houston, 21 and 11. And then he went 20. And his best years, Jackson, believe it or not, were in Houston. No, and you're looking at his brother, Joe. Yeah. No, I'm looking at Phil. No, you, oh, Phil, Phil, Phil Necro, 1979, 21 and 20. Oh, my bad. I'm looking at Joe. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. But Joe, Joe, Joe did pitch for, for Atlanta briefly. He and Phil were in the same rotation. 21 and 20. <laughs> He went 15 and 18 the next year, and 19 and 18 the year before. Man, but see that, but that, see that was the thing as a kid. It was like you know every third game, like Negro was pitching because he threw that knuckleball, and you, it, it probably was probably like 45 miles an hour, and that thing just kind of floated up there. Nobody could hit it, and his catcher was Bruce Benedict, and this guy had a catcher's mitt that probably was the size of a grocery bag, like a, a, a you know, just to be able to catch that thing, you know, and. uh so you know, it was it was fun watching those games too because you just you never and you know what he could also hit. I think he had about seven or eight career home runs. Um, I remember watching a couple of games where he hit the ball out of the ballpark. You watch this old guy run on the bases. It actually was kind of funny. The um, here you go it has his batting stats. He has career seven home runs, one hundred nine RBIs. Yeah, nice. He could actually Who needs hit. A DH? So. Um, Okay, yeah. So who did, so if you had a DH, because we now know that there's gonna be universal DH, who would it be? And I've got two two eighties people to mention to see I can get a reaction out of you, Ned. But um, who's your DH, Jackson? Well, since I didn't put Freddie Freeman at first base, I'd probably put him as my DH. Okay. What what about you, Ned? I know exactly who you're thinking. Um, cause the, uh, cause the lineup went Murphy, Horner, Chambliss, and you're probably thinking of Horner and Chambliss. So, um, thinking you know, of Hubbard and, and Horner. Oh, Glenn Hubbard. Yeah, I would, you know, Glenn Hubbard, uh, 
uh, he he was too much. He was too hot and cold. But at least Chris Chambliss knew what you were going to get when Chambliss played in Atlanta for a few years. But Bob Horner, that you know, that kid came right off the the field at Arizona State. He was drafted, uh, uh, I believe, it was 1978, and uh, drafted right out of college and didn't play any minor league ball and started hitting the baseball. And uh, he's w- one of the handful of players that has four home runs in a game, and they actually lost. So yeah, it was one of the he had like four solo home runs or something, something crazy like that. But well, and Bob Horner had the best mullet, right, of the right. game in the eighties. Yeah, and there's also thing. He, there's there's also he he also uh, he's also the great bodyguard too. You, you go back and look at the fight with Gene Richards and Pasquale Perez, and uh, during that yeah. season, he had, I think this was '84. He actually had a broken wrist, and uh, you know he actually was on the DL, and he put his uniform on when the fight broke out, uh, and you could see him with his cast on. And, you know he was protecting all the players and swinging his cast. It actually was uh, quite That's- comical. That's what I remember about Bob Horner is that cast fight. No, no, no. I, Jackson, if you would have been able to see this thing live, it was the most awkward situation ever. But well, that we, dude was out for his teammates. Yeah, we sat down. I've sat down and watched the video with my dad, I yeah. think, more than once. <laughs> and, and Ned, it's funny that you mentioned Chris Chambliss because growing up, all I knew him as was a brave. As an adult, I realized that he made his money in the Bronx. But when I was when I was impressionable, all I knew of him was a brave. I didn't realize he ever played for New York. Yeah, he 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 protected he protected I think Reggie Jackson in in the World Series against the Dodgers in the seventies, and then uh, yep. he was a free agent. I think he joined the Braves in eighty or eighty one. But uh, my dad always reminds me because you know he's he's a Cleveland long long lifer Cleveland Indians fan. You know always reminds me that Chambliss you know came up with the Cleveland Indians, and yeah. uh, four years. I believe Rookie, rookie of the year, was he not? Yes, uh, 1971, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, one could argue you could throw Chambles there at first, but he wasn't in Atlanta long enough to make that big of an impact. Believe it or not, he was in L- or, uh, New York for seven years um, and Atlanta for seven years. Oh, interesting. Okay, see, I didn't know. Yeah, see, I, you, I, said I, that too, you said that too about for Cal. I never, if you would have told me for Cal played the same many seasons in L.A. as he did L.A. And I'd say, no, you're wrong. It's only half of that. But actually, he did. Yeah. But it was – it's one of those things. So, Jackson, in the 80s, they used to – on the bottom of Slurpee Cups, they used to have these little pog thingies. And I could not – like, I always wanted Angels or Dodgers. But for some reason, I could not get anything but a Chris Chambliss uh, little pog at the bottom of my Slurpee Cup. I must have gotten 100 of those things to get a Steve Garvey one. And I kept getting Chris Chambliss with the Braves. <laughs> it was awesome 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 all right so uh honorable mentions in my book glenn hubbard i thought he played phenomenal for you guys he was that type of player like dustin pedroia that just laced it up every day and just got the job done um bob horner was kind of that you know go get him type of guy i agree with you ned that brian um brian jordan has best years in st louis but i do think that he had some good years in atlanta um, your speedster will always be Sid Bream in my book. Um, <laughs> I, I love watching that because he beats out the throw Barry Bonds. Um, as a Dodger fan, that makes me happy inside beating out Barry Bonds. Um, but you guys have you've had a lot of really good talent that, uh, Ned, you nailed it right. Like, 
you don't get the pub that you publicity that you should for some reason. But like you said, if they played in Boston or New York or LA, they would, but you know, guys like Glenn Hubbard, guys like Bob Horner, guys, um, you know, you've had a number of great catchers. So yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Final thoughts, Jackson, and then final thoughts, Ned. Well, my my dad put uh, John Smoltz as his closer. I put Craig Kimbrell, even though he was only there for a short time. You could yeah. argue Craig Craig Kimbrell had the most dominant five year stretch by a reliever in Major League history. And all all I remember, all you need to remember from 2010 and 2011 was vendors of Flaherty Kimbrell. That was a great trio until two of them blew their arms out. So, I guess Venders and O'Flaherty are my my honor, honorable mentions because they were pretty good for a couple seasons. But okay. yeah, Craig, Craig Kimbrell was lights out with Atlanta. And what Ned? What are your uh, what are your final thoughts on the Braves? Yeah, you know we didn't we didn't talk about uh, managers, but uh, obviously uh, Bobby know, Cox. Bobby Cox is the guy. You know, he's career career leader in ejections, which I just looked up. It was phenomenal. Yes. But, uh, you know, you know, and he, he's a lot like um, kind of like this Andy Reid in pro football, like all these coaches underneath him. You know, Brian Snickers from that tree. Ned Yost was under his tutelage. Um, who else? Uh, Freddie Gonzalez when Gonzalez was there. So, you know, and, you know, you, you talk to any of his former players, you said he, he was a he was a, a, a player's manager. And, and that's really that's what made it fun for me growing up as a kid, you know even through the lean years, even through the uh, mid eighties, when they, when they were losing a hundred games, instead of winning a hundred, you know, and I can always remember as a kid too, going to the games and, you know, just enjoying myself and having fun and having a good time. And that's what, that's what baseball is all about. So, and sharing it from generation to generation, like we're doing right now. So, um, Love it. you know, it's, uh, it, it, I guess, uh, you know, I, I I love all I love you know just the sport in general. But uh, you know, we were really happy last year when uh, the Braves finally won it after you know 26 years of you know disappointment, for lack of a better <laughs> word. But uh, you know, um, it's just great being a fan, being a fan of the uh, of the organization, being a fan of the sport. Well, I, I do have to say this as a the Dodger fan. I did not want to play you guys in last year's playoffs because I, I felt like we escaped, like, got the lifeboat of the lifeboats in in twenty. I did not want you guys last year, and for obvious reasons, right? Look what you did to us, <laughs> and so, and I'm glad that you guys won it. I'm so glad that you guys won it. The Braves are a great team. Um, this has been fun, top fans. Uh, now, something to look forward to. Okay, <clears throat> there's going to be three podcast episodes that will be filmed in the next week to 10 days that'll that'll launch besides for a decade series we are going to have a 1941 discussion who should have got the mvp now joey d joey dimaggio got it but we're going to have a discussion on should ted williams have gotten it based on numbers and so that'll be a podcast that we're going to try to get jackson and i might moderate that with a few others we're going to have a podcast that says if you're going to let in your Posey into the Hall of Fame, like everybody thinks that he belongs into, why not let Thurman Munson in, who has almost identical numbers in one less season? 
And so that one will be a hot topic coming up. And we are going to have Jackson and Ned rejoining the clubhouse with Sarah and Chris discussing, uh, as Mets fans, discussing the great Braves-Mets rivalry. And I'm sure there will be a lot to discuss there. So look forward to having you back, top fans. Ned, Jackson, as always, thank you for joining us uh, and look forward to joining you in the very near future. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Have a good night.